Welcome to the Single in the Suburbs podcast. Grab a drink and join us as we talk about the good, the bad, and the WTF of modern singlehood. I'm Caitlin. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Sarah. Cheers, Cheers, ladies. You're back with uh, the girls from Single in the Suburbs. We're glad you're here to join us for happy hour. This week, we're going to mix it up a little bit. We've spent a lot of time talking about the dating aspects of our lives post-divorce, but um, we're going to dive into a little bit more of the reality of what life looks like when you become single again in adulthood. <laughs> but be- yeah, <laughs> but we're going to start off uh, by talking about our drink. We're going to drink um, Single Mama Sangria, which is a great yes. summertime um, day drinking beverage if you find yourself in that sort of situation. Wait, uh, you can only day drink in the summertime? <laughs> oh, <oops. laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, you can day drink whenever, I think. Okay, thank you. Um, for your it's permission. five o'clock somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, we will post that recipe online and you guys can enjoy that as well. Before we get started, do uh, let's talk a little bit about, um, I think way back to when we first uh, became single again in our lives. It was a lifetime ago for me, to be yeah. honest. 80 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Do Four you... scores and seven years ago or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it does take a while to think back that way, but do you, what was your big takeaway about that time of your life? You know, what was the, was a good thing or a bad thing or, you know, the hardest part uh, I think, for you? I mean, for me, diving in, I'm not going to lie, I was like really depressed. I feel like I was really spiraling when I first uh, um, separated from my husband. And, um, you know, I was still pretty young, to be honest. And um, it, it's just, there's, you know, it's I don't even like to think back on it very much. But I was telling a friend the other day, Um, that was going through a separation. I'm like, if you focus too much on all the depressing aspects of it, like I feel like you're missing, like I I say this a lot about like when I had Ava, which wasn't when I got divorced, that was later in life, when I was raising her on my own very early in that phase, I remember just being so sad that I was doing it by myself and that the other person didn't want to be involved and like, I think you miss out on so much joy mm-hmm. if you're focused on that, you know, dark thing that you're going through. Um, and looking back on it, my biggest regret was like focusing so much on the dark time. And I think it was the same with like my divorce. And I, I feel badly that time was wasted that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I think it's a transitional time too. So yeah. I mean, I think it's natural to have some depression when the life that you thought you were going to be sharing with someone yeah. is either taken away, maybe this was not your choice right. to get a divorce. Obviously, nobody wants it to end this way. So I think regardless of, you know, whose fault it was or, you know, what the circumstances surrounding the divorce was, I think there's a, a loss yeah, and it, grief it, that a comes. A change in yeah, your whole yeah. way of life. And I, I think we talked about that on a previous episode is that none of us went into things planning to be on our own, you know, like when we first had our kids and stuff, I ne- I never imagined like uh, sharing schedules or anything like that. And of course, in my situation with my daughter, I don't, I've, I've had her totally on my own, but it's a huge life adjustment and not a great one. Well, it translates into so many areas of your life. I mean, outside of, you know, I mean, I think we were, well, you didn't, you weren't a stay home mom. No, I, you yeah. But Caitlin and I were for a period of time anyway. So that was an adjustment. You know, mm-hmm. you're getting back into the work world. You're going back to school. You're dealing with young kids, 
court, you know, trying to figure out custody stuff. So there's a lot that goes into a divorce and that separation time that it's hard. It's a hard phase, I think, in life, regardless of, you know, even if it's under, you know, good, you know, some, some divorces are friendly, you know, Mm -hmm. amicable, (laughs) but, um, even the most amicable ones are still painful. It's not what either of of you went into it. Um, you know, I, I do. I am thankful that mine wasn't like super ugly. I know some people have like super ugly stuff, but um, I I think part of it was I often will, you know, I was so young when I got married and, um, you know, so we were young and broke and, and trying to start life together. And so I knew that if we both worked um, and we're both contributing, you know, um, we could grow our situation so i did work so the the hard part for me the adjustment for me was like having to be the sole provider Mm. going from being an assistant provider to a (laughs) and i and because i got married so young i i didn't have the education or experience um to solely provide you know so that was tough yeah yeah well i mean i think you know my the things that i think about when i think about you know, first being single was the sheer panic. You know, I would wake up every morning, literally, you know, and be like, here we go again, you know, and I'd never really had panic in my life before that, but that was the predominant thing. And and one of the things that um, worried me because I was a stay-at-home parent and I didn't want to be like, I'm leaving and I'm going to make, you know, you're going to pay for me to stay in the house. And you're, you know, like I didn't, that was the whole thing is like, I'm, I'm leaving and you know, we're working together so we can have separate lives. It's, I wasn't expecting my ex to support me financially, you know, um, in the future, my job was to go get a job. But I took a class in this woman, um, it was a women's history class, which was so eye-opening just in and of itself. But um, one of the things she said, and she didn't know me from anybody, it was just you speaking on a lecture, but she said, um, the statistics for women who are you know, middle class or to upper middle class um, who stay home to help raise the children where their spouse goes and works, when they've been married for 10 years and then get a divorce, within 20 years, the majority of them are living below poverty line. And that was me, you know, and it was so sobering to think like, you're like, oh, shoot, I got to get my act together. Totally. <laughs> you know, like this is a big deal. You know, it's not just that, um, you know, like I, I'm used to living in this pretty comfortable life. And suddenly, not only am I not guaranteed it now, I have to really think about my future. You yeah. Know? And that's always that seems to have been an ongoing theme of um life too because I I know I've told you ladies before that I didn't really expect to still be single 15 years later not gonna lie (laughs) and nor did I expect to be making a podcast about the fact that I still am Uh, it makes for some good stories but I think you know for all of us we can say like how far we've come that now I'm really starting to see the joys of you know single life and the amount of things that I've learned to do on my own I'm Mm -hmm. like really proud of myself about because you know sometimes you hear these people that are like they don't know how to this and don't know how to that and I'm like painting my own walls you know I think we're all kind of a little bit badass honestly um we've made it through the fire and we're doing great on the other end you know and so there's hope for those of you listening that might be in the darker phase 
Well, I think that was, I remember thinking that too, is being really impressed with myself because not only was there pushback, obviously, you know, from your partner, you know, there's the, the back and forth of what you have to work out. But in my situation, I also had a huge amount of pushback from um, the community of my friends. Mm -hmm. So there was not anybody really on my side. Um, and it's so lonely. It's lonely, but what you have to do is sort of get into yourself and center yourself and think, okay, like, of course, nobody's, you know, supporting or agreeing with me necessarily or like helping at all. But um, I am doing what I know is right in my soul. And that was something that honestly, I think I had really never done before. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I really wanted to sort of just tell me the right thing to do and I'll do it, you know, like, like somebody else take control of my life and I'll just like be the good little follower. Um, it just doesn't work that way. It doesn't work no. that way. And, and you're also taking I, control. It's time, yes. you know, you're now at the wheel. Yeah. So I think that's one of the biggest strengths that came from it is really being able to know who I am and what I think about something in spite of people, you know, having plenty of opinions about me being wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone always seems to have an opinion on it, everything. It's what do they say? Opinions are like, you know, yeah. what? everybody has one or whatever. That's true. <laughs> well, I think when people also have been used to you being a yes person, yes. you know, where you yes. just yeah. go along with everything, you're easygoing, you agree with what other people say, you're, you are, you know, essentially a follower. Right. Um, to suddenly take the driver's seat and say, hey, this is my life. I'm going to take responsibility for my decisions. I'm going to take responsibility for my future. I think sometimes that throws everybody by surprise just yeah. a little bit, you know, yeah. so they have an adjustment to make if they're going to continue to be a part of your life. And I think all of us lost a number of friends through mm -hmm. divorces um, just because that didn't fit in the plan of our friends. Right. You know, and so they no longer knew how to be a friend to, uh, you know, divorced women yeah. or divorced men or whatever but yeah I think some of it too like looking back on it like I took some of it personally but I realize now that they probably just didn't know how to be and how to act and how to um stay my friend I I, I don't know like it's it is interesting it feels personal at the time yeah, I think really oh, once you're outside of it you can see how and why and yeah. you know whatnot but I mean it is um it's hard. Well, and I know I'm known amongst my friends for, I mean, unless you're in some kind of toxic or horrible situation, my advice is always stay married. <laughs> you know, the grass is not greener. But we have found some some greener aspects on our lives. Of, Absolutely. Uh, but not with men per se. But the greener grass for me, I guess, has been that I've really grown and become something that I didn't think I could be. But I'm still a work in progress, and uh, I've got a ways to go, especially living in this uh, this economy that we're living in here in the <laughs> suburbs, you know. But that's yeah. one thing that we do talk about a lot between ourselves is, you know, how how many great things there are that mm -hmm. with being single that yeah. come along with that. Um, you know, for me, one of the things that I love is the fact that I'm responsible for the atmosphere, creating yeah. the atmosphere that I want in my home. Yeah. And for me, I came out of a situation where it was um, – Let's just say a very – I was with somebody that had a really bad temper, and it was not a peaceful home. And so being able to create that for myself – Like a serene environment for you and yes, the kids. Yes, a like, happy feels environment where we can laugh and talk and enjoy each other's company. It was a real gift, and I've enjoyed, honestly, every minute since. Um, and there's also, you know, the the change for me also was, like, 
realizing you don't have backup. So, yeah. <laughs> so if something goes wrong, you don't really have people to rely on. You know, when yeah. the, the pipe breaks in the middle of the night, you're like, oh, shoot, yeah, I got to figure this out. Or there was this one time I went to Disneyland. I was doing this mother-daughter trip. It was supposed to be really special. And oh my gosh, right off the bat, I lost my wallet. Oh my God. <laughs> it had everything in it, like everything in it. That's a nightmare because like you said, there, there's nobody else there with a wallet. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> so I am like, what do I do? Like I can't buy food. And you, all, you were already in the park. I was already in the park. Oh no. Uh, we were supposed to stay at a hotel nearby. Oh, I, like it was this whole thing. So anyway, you know, I went to customer service, <laughs> you know, I was like, help, help, I lost my wallet. And I think they did, honestly, they were great. They um, gave me some sort of like food pass for the oh, day or something. Was so really it was nice. really nice. Yeah. Did and, you find the wallet though? I mean, I got on. Okay, so <laughs> I just stole it. <laughs> Freaking Lewis. Um, yeah. So no, it was funny. So I just decided, you know what? It's a setback. I'm going to keep having fun. We've got food. We've got somewhere to stay for the night. I'm just going to like say yeah, a could, prayer that somebody. A lot of rides. No, I was. No, I really prayed that somebody would turn it in, and I had cash in there, so I was like, Ooh. yeah. Somebody I did. never have the next it day. In. Wow. The next day, somebody turned it in. I got like my four hundred dollars back or whatever. Wow! Like nothing was missing at all. So that oh, was there's good there was in the a, world. Yeah, there, there was, was an angel out looking out us. for me. But yeah, yes. no, it was funny because I was like, okay, if nobody um, turns this in, what am I gonna do? <laughs> like, yeah, totally. do I drive back home without a driver's license? Without like, I needed gas. I'm like, how do I get gas now? I just use my Apple Pay, but. Back then, I didn't have that. Yeah, those were a little, yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, see, you're a survivor. (laughs) (laughs) Trial by fire, we call it. Well, and it's funny because that kind of makes me think about, you know, all the lengths that we go to to sort of almost make up for the lack, you know, of not having um, the stereotypical, you know, uh, family, a nuclear family. And um, I think I went down the road of pets, you're just going to get a bunch of pets, right? <laughs> so we moved into an apartment, and at the time, there were no cats or dogs allowed. So unfortunately, I had to, we had a dog all together, um, but she was very old and could not make the stairs. And so I had to make the decision to leave her with my ex-husband. And um, that was really the right choice, you know, for her. And I got to see her, you know, occasionally. But... Um, but we ended up getting guinea pigs was the first, oh, the yes, first round, the you know, pigs. the guinea pigs. And... Um, they were very quickly just not a very great pet, <laughs> you know. Um, but you know, whatever. So it made the kids happy. It I'm made sure. the kids happy for yeah. a season. Yes, for a little bit, and then you know they realized how much they have to actually take care of them and became less exciting. Yeah. Um, but then we happened to come across kittens um, under a bush. And so suddenly we are, you know, bottle feeding kittens and uh, have them in our home. And so we've got four, I've got two kids and four pets. And mm-hmm. um, just, you know, to add insult to injury with a pandemic hit, and I thought, let's get a dog. This sounds like a great idea. I feel like everybody was kind of getting a dog around. They that were, time. and I I waited a while, but then I thought, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna cave to this. You know, we're gonna get a dog. I'm gonna get well, a big I, your dog. Your kids have been asking for one, right? I feel like I yeah. remember your daughter like wanting one. Yeah, she again. still wants one. Now I just t- tell her like, it's Dad's turn to get pets. <laughs> <laughs> you are like, barking up the wrong tree. Barking. Yeah, totally. No pun intended. Yeah. But so we get this dog, and it is so cute. But it's a puppy. He and, was cute, and he was big. You know, it was a what was a Bernadoodle. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. So it was going to be, you know, really big. eighty yeah. to hundred pounds. You know, when he when he was full grown, um, and that would have been okay. Yeah, except for that he came with Giardia. 
and it's like a bad it's like a bad prank oh my gosh it was and it was the it was the gift that just kept giving like, we could not get rid of this giardia you know typically you take them you give them some antibiotics you're done with it like it's a one course kind of a thing but apparently this was like giardia from, giardia from hell or something i don't know <laughs> poor guy yeah well and it was like you're doing this like really badass single mom thing like we're gonna have a family pet and yeah. and you're doing it on your own and with only the help of the kids and then they're pooping everywhere. well and <laughs> add to this i mean if you go back i i remember this very clearly <laughs> so you had just gotten a job too mm-hmm. where you with the were 12 hour shift yes with the 12. well it wasn't 12 it was, it was just full time it was uh, yeah. yeah it was just full time yeah but it was funny because you're trying to balance New job. Yeah. The kids are there, you know, 50% of the time. So then there's... And they're home because of COVID. Right. Yes. Right. But then the other time where the kids are with the dad, you know, then... Then there's nobody there. Exactly. So trying to figure out how to take care of the dog while you were at work. And, you know, I mean... I was hiring your guys' kids. (laughs) Yes. Please come walk my dog. Um, But yeah, so, uh, you know, I I had this great vision of like, we're going to have this great family dog that travels with us and you know is going to be able to walk off leash and all this all this uh, amazing things and so um you know we i i don't know just the life was crazy it was full time i had a back injury and we couldn't get rid of this giardia so i'm getting up in the middle of the night with this dog who's just got diarrhea all the time <laughs> so sad so i had made arrangements for him to go um to like an uh, a training facility and oh was, that's right yeah and it was going to be two weeks where he was going to you know learn all the all the stuff that you know i wasn't able to teach him but i you know wanted my here's your dog back all better yeah um perfectly behaved yeah. And I was really looking forward to this because I was just at my wits end. So uh, it turned out that they said, oh, no, he's still, even though he doesn't have active giardia, he still has spores, so you can't send him here. And I just, like, wanted to cry because I just thought, I need this break. Like, I just need the break. Um, but what ended up happening is I'm thinking, okay, well, that's that's that. I guess we'll just see. And as if, if that wasn't bad enough, Sarah's kids were <laughs> helping me with the dog. <laughs> And um, I get this text message from one of her sons who's like, uh, you know, I'm at work, you know, I'm getting ready to come home. And he's like, uh, the dog pooped. And, you know, I'm not quite sure what to do. It's pretty bad. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, we'll just put him out on the patio. I'll be home in an hour. We'll see what awaits us. And no joke, I get home. To a shit show? A literal (laughs) shit show. I have described it as a murder scene with feces instead of blood. It was so disgusting. So it was just like, you know, I just worked this long day. My back was hurting. I was tired because I had been up with him the whole night before taking him in and out of the bathroom. And like, there's just, it's over my walls. It's all over the it's patio. It's the crate. Yeah, it's it in on the, the crate. Windows. It's yeah. on the floor. It's uh, the patio, like the window to the outside is completely covered. My boys covered. were traumatized. <laughs> it was like a murder scene. It was so bad. The dog, you know, is dripping and like, it, I mean, I don't even know what he did. Like, yeah. it had to have been just explosive. Uh, something. <laughs> it was so bad. So then it was like, at that point, I'm just crying. It takes like three hours to get him cleaned, the house cleaned. Thankfully, I'd already invested in like a rug like, shampoo. Why did I do this? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I put out an APB on, on Facebook and I just said, this free dog. <laughs> I, he's great. It's not, you know, it's he not. He did have a great little personality. Yeah. I feel like though, like, you know, we, it's, it's easy to 
you just be overwhelmed by single parenting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, in in my case, raising one of mine completely by myself with nobody to call even for help or no break in the schedule. It's like, I, I don't think it's just single people who struggle with some of these struggles that no, we have. I, I have lots of, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, parenting is hard, married, single, whatever. Like, I think that um, there's a lot, you know, like we had talked before that even sometimes when you're in a marriage, depending on your roles, like, you know, you can feel very alone in, in certain aspects and it's not, you know, it doesn't really, you know, so... You know what I'm saying. Well, there's so many different situations, too. You know, like I mentioned, you know, in my situation, you know, there was some I was living with somebody that had a really bad temper. You know, um, other people have spouses that are away Mm -hmm. a great majority of the time, you know, so they're basically doing it on their own. You know, you have physical health issues, you have Mm -hmm. mental health issues, you have all sorts of different things that can often make people feel like they're doing it on their own. Mm -hmm. And it's hard, I think, regardless of the situation. Yeah, it's, it's, there's so many different elements, obviously. But let's talk a little bit about uh, the way it affected our, our social lives. (laughs) (laughs) Or lack thereof when you're... Well, that's fine. Well, I mean, I, I sort of alluded to it, you know, definitely the friendship change. And it was funny because I think that people think they have to choose sides. Yeah. And you don't, you know, just as a, as a thing. Like, in our case, nobody was asking anyone to choose sides. But um, I think that um, the other thing is you suddenly become a threat, as a single woman and I don't mean like oh everybody now thinks I'm super hot but it's really interesting <laughs> but it, you can see that the way that people interact with you changes it does it's and it's kind of weird it seems silly you almost want to be like looking back on it I want to be like give me a break for me socially I think what was interesting was the dynamic with my family because all of a oh, sudden yeah. you know I, I was this independent woman with children in my 30s when and then all of a sudden I'm not married and suddenly my parents are checking up on me oh, yeah. <laughs> um no like no joke it was funny there was I, I started seeing this one guy and my dad calls he's like hey you don't mind if I swing over you know swing by the house do you how often do our parents no no my dad never does that so I mean I visit them they don't necessarily come by so then immediately you get that kid feeling where you're like like you're 12 years old (laughs) (laughs) why why is he coming and what does he want to talk to me about so you know and he proceeds you know he comes over and has the sex talk with me <laughs> in your thirties? In my thirties, oh I'm like, Dad, you know, I do have two children already. Yeah. <laughs> Little late for that, but it was um, pretty. I think you had three children. Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> yes, at Maybe that she point. did need the talk. Maybe I did. <laughs> How did the third one get here? <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry. I'm just teasing you. But it was pretty funny because it was like, okay, Dad, this is completely inappropriate. We do. Not, he's like, your mother sent me. <laughs> I was like, okay. He doesn't want to be here any more than I want him here. But oh my gosh, that's so funny. Well, and it can make you feel almost like you're at the little kids' table. Like, oh, we've traveled a lot. I've, t- you know, I kind of prioritized um, continuing to to make some travels uh, you yeah, know have family vacations yeah. give the kids experiences um, yeah and, and thankfully you know in the beginning we kind of went with my sister and her husband and um, their family and that was really great you know not having to like carry the load all by myself yeah um and then there's adult people for me to talk to the kids are happy playing with their cousins and all that stuff but it's just funny because you you know it almost feels like 
you know, you're splitting the cost for everything, but like, I'm not in the master bedroom. You know? <laughs> I'm sharing the bathroom with the kids, you know, kind of thing. And that's fine. You but it was just like on the couch. It, yeah. It's like, I mean, yeah, I always had a bedroom. That's not it. But it, just, it was just funny because it's like, you know, it's so you suddenly feel like you don't have a place with the adults anymore. Yeah, that happens at family holidays. I yeah. think when you're single, they're well, kind of, even, they don't know what to do with yeah. you. Well, even at the tables, you know, yeah. like your experience so often it's like all the couples and by the time yeah. all the couples sit together, you're down kind of towards the end. That happens. <laughs> yeah. <kids. laughs> oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> the Thanksgiving kids table. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's just an interesting place to be. And I wonder, you know, if I, I'm and that's not like a post-divorce thing necessarily. It's just that we didn't know about it until, you know, we were single again. Yeah. Um, that that was something that came up. Well, and I feel like it was, um, you know, you guys are such a godsend in my life. I, I, I feel like until I really had my friendships with you guys, like I didn't have the single lady friends on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe from work a few people, but nobody I was like super close to or whatever. But then, um, then I was in a job position where I, I made another friend that was also single and we started like going out, you know, we'd go to a winery a lot together and stuff. And it was, and so, you know, you have a tendency to, since you're single, this, you kind of have your go-to single lady friends that you're mm-hmm. hanging out with. And my family, at one point, my mom was, I was like, oh yeah, you know, we're going here and there. I think we were going to a wedding. And I mentioned that me and one of my gal friends uh, were, were getting a hotel together and, and I my mom was worried that I became lesbian. <laughs> why are you with all these ladies? Yeah, why are you always with the ladies? And it's like, because the guys suck. Because <laughs> there isn't a guy. Well, and then if I was going and sharing a hotel with a guy, then she would have been, you know, the background I come from, my mom would have been very worried about that as well. Well, and then like for Elizabeth and I, our daughters do some of like the extracurricular activities yes. together. And so it's funny because we end up doing everything together. We're, so we're kind of like, like a, a little, little family. Family <laughs> of four where I'm sure there's people that don't know us and probably wonder. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no need That's to go so on funny. with that. Well, I mean, we had a, a, a pretty funny run-in, remember, with my yes. with my ex-husband. Um, he kind of pulled me aside after we'd all, I think we had all gone over there for something, like a kid's birthday party or something. And yeah, the, he, maybe the swim party? Yeah, it was a swim party or something. And he's like, so is Sarah your girlfriend it's <laughs> like no but apparently apparently you know you spend enough time with the same girls over and over in adulthood and that you just People automatically start to think, yeah yeah go I'm, into that I'm category not lie. i was offended like why did why didn't i get chosen as somebody's girlfriend like he knows that you like men too much <laughs> to go the other way he's <laughs> questioning too my obvious yeah. that i'm an eggplant person oh my so gosh funny. an eggplant person yeah, I think that describes you well. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. But, you know, also just, um, uh, you know, to kind of circle back on the threat thing, one of the things I thought was really funny was um, the amount of men when I was married who flirted with me mm. or and they were married, too. Um, yeah. And I'm not saying that that was a positive thing. I'm just saying that's what the reality of the situation was. Um, so when I became single to suddenly be the pariah, I was like, didn't you used to text me your dreams? <laughs> like, what? Didn't you used to tell me when you dreamed about me? Like, what's the deal now? Now suddenly I'm this sinner, you know, I, I'm this horrible human and a danger to you. I feel like it's interesting, too, because uh, Sarah and I have talked about the dyna- dynamic before. Sometimes when you're, like, unavailable, there's all. it seems like there's a gazillion men just, like, waiting in the wings. Yeah. But... Um, 
Like, I I remember when I was still married and I was working in the ER, you know, there was all kinds of gentlemen. that, And I thought, gosh, there's so many fish in the sea, right? <laughs> well, there's Life's not. Yeah. Joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because once you are available, the fish are all dead. I don't know what yeah. it is. It's just it was not. They didn't. They weren't around anymore. Some of the, I felt like I had a lot of options when I was unavailable, but no options now that I was. You know, I wonder if there's something that's, um, you know, we kind of talked about it when, um, what was the 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 story about like the oh you're being friend zoned by a friend. Yes. You know, like there is something sort of illicit and you know, uh, salacious and you know exciting about playing with fire when you know you're not going to get burned. Yes. But then the you know you remove one of the one of the safety barriers which is that you know we're both married or yeah. we're, you know or whatever it is. Um and it, you realize how close to the flame you could actually get and you know and then you don't want to get burned. Yeah. No. <laughs> but it is an interesting thing to just be the only one carrying that that blame you know mm-hmm. yeah you know it is. it's an easy it's an easy target when you're like but aren't we two people together <laughs> did we both aren't we part of this together i don't know <laughs> i don't know but um so yeah we definitely kind of took a little turn on this week's episode not so many dating stories but definitely like i know a lot of people that um would be listening to this kind of podcast have been through some of these same things and um Definitely mm-hmm. probably can relate yeah, to uh, for sure. some of the parenting struggles that come with either not having some, you know, a partner or. Yeah. And then, I mean, I have, I have, it's similar to my situation with my daughter. I do have friends out there that um, never were married and are mm-hmm. doing right. this single parenting thing and, you know, uh, facing some of the same issues so trying to balance it all yeah you know because I mean I think that's one thing that I tend to talk about is like all the hats that you have to wear as a parent you know you're juggling your job you're juggling education all the kids activities all of that and you're trying to do it well in every area so like for me I tend to be a perfectionist like I want to nail it and with kids that's why you throw such good birthday parties (laughs) but with uh, with the kids you only get one chance you know it's yeah you get them for such a short amount of time and it flies by and then it's over you know so it's like I really do try to make as many memories as I can during that time and 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 we've found it's a it's a challenge doing it on a single parent budget but it's amazing what you can kind of pull off you know, I think I, I think, think so. Yeah, I, think I mean, our, my kids will look back on um, things. As- I feel like I've done a lot more, even on a single parent income, than I did. You know, and I know times are different, so I'm not like saying anything bad about my childhood. I did a lot of amazing things, but as far as like fun little trips together, adventures, mm-hmm. um, interactions that I have with the kids, um, we really have done a lot of fun, memorable things, and I know mm-hmm. that it's really made a difference and I think our relationship I mean all my kids are very open with mm-hmm. me and talk to me about pretty much everything <laughs> even some things you don't want them to yeah. <laughs> you're like okay honey but um, yeah it it's really I feel like contributed towards building that foundation in our relationship yeah, yeah. well one of the things I, I meant to touch on earlier actually was the gift in the divorce for my kids was that they got two parents who showed up you know, and I know yeah. that's not always the case, um, but I, yeah, I was I was around and I was invested in my kids, but I was overwhelmed and I was depressed and I was um, 
resentful and I was checked out a lot, honestly. You know, it was just sort of like, what's the next thing I can plan to sort of have my mind Back when occupied. you were married. Yes, back yeah. when I was married. Um, but when um, we got divorced... Um, you realized how important that Well, yeah, I just... Like, again, everything went away. So it was like, there's no marriage, there's no church, there's no friends, there's um, no family living locally. Um, this is just what's left. And it became so clear of how I wanted to usher them through this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but also for my ex-partner, um, he showed up, you mm-hmm. know? And that was one of the things where I, I kind of thought, uh, you know, he may not because yeah. know, he, he worked all the time. He wasn't super involved in our 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 life just because he was so tired and, and busy. But this um, forced him to. But it forced mm-hmm. him to. And, you know, that was a gift. So for in our case, I feel like, you know, we if we stayed married, they would have had a checked out mom and, you know, potentially, uh, you know, a largely absent kept on yeah, working, dad. Yeah. Um, and, um, and they don't have that, you know. So you sometimes people can think divorce is the worst thing and it's it's – well, not always the case. Exactly. You know? And in ideal situations where you are getting to share that custody 50-50, you know, it also gives each parent time to refresh refresh, yeah. and have that What's time that? to, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, I mean, to date or to exercise yeah. or just to read a book, you know, yeah. it's, it's nice to have that alone time so that you can be really intentional when the yeah. kids come back, you're really present. Well, you know, I know in in my situation, my ex-husband and I have discussed that. um, So I feel like when we were both, because like I was saying earlier, the regret of, um, you know, kind of wallowing and whatever, um, we both probably kind of were. And what was really special for my boys is that they had a grandfather that was really young and um, he just stepped up in a way that um, was unbelievable and really be started doing things with my boys and became their absolute best friend. And since we lost him early, like I, my boys' lives will be forever, you know, just totally forever amazingly impacted by their relationship with that man. And I think that you know, that was a gift out mm-hmm. of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. So we can focus so much on negative, but there's so many gifts out of yeah. situations that we didn't expect. So, yeah. um, but. Well, in closing, I guess, do you, can you think, I know I'm kind of putting everybody on the spot right now, but what do you think is maybe your favorite thing about being single now? You know, is there a, a, a moment that, you know, feels like oh, this is so great or something that you really like about, like, I don't have to ever share the remote or <laughs> anything like that? But Nobody's going to diss what show you're watching. Yeah. Um, I think it's, you know, as much as we talk about, like, dating and stuff and, and definitely ultimately maybe wanting to have a companion later in life, there's there are some real perks of of. I, I do really like um, my time of just like laying on my bed, watching whatever I want, or just some of the really special times I've had with just me and the kids, mm-hmm. especially me and my daughter. We have a really special relationship because of our situation. I mean, as exhausting as it is to be the only parent, like we have a pretty cool bond yeah. too. I hope I survive these teenage years. But <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Sarah? Um, I, I think the thing that comes to my mind right now is just because I had gotten back recently from doing a road trip with my daughter. Oh. And it was the most amazing trip. Honestly, we rented a convertible and we drove all the way up the state on the coast. And we stopped and did all these adventures from Fort Ross to um, we went and did this like riverboat 
tour where we got to see like so a, impressive. No, we yeah. saw you this. To Sarah. <laughs> yeah, we saw this bear. We saw eagles. Like That's all amazing. this wildlife. Um, we learned some history along the way, and then we, you know, did the uh, what is it called, mystery of trees or oh yeah, big yeah, mammoth. I've done that, yeah. Yeah. So you're like walking among the redwoods, you know, and it, it was just the whole thing was amazing. We talked and laughed and listened to murder mysteries, and it was just. <laughs> she mentioned whole... that the other day, actually. So see, you really are making a difference. Yeah, yeah. They'll <laughs> never, she'll never forget that. Trip. No, it was. Perfect. I don't think we could ever even replicate it. You know, yeah, even if yeah. you went and did everything the same, it, it could never be repeated. It was yeah. just one of those amazing moments. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So adventures, you yeah. know, for me, those moments that I get to share with the kids. Yeah. Last yeah. but not least, Caitlin. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, I would say for the, the kids stuff, I think our relationship, you know, is solid and I am super thankful for that. Um, but honestly, I think you know, when I come home, let's say after work or whatever, and I'm in the home that I, you know, pay for, that I decorated, that I um, have created, you know, to to live in for the, with these children, and it's quiet, and I can do what I want. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I that that's a great thing. You yeah. know, and um, just feeling like. Coming from where I came from, which was, you know, not college educated, um, stay at home for, you know, a decade to being able to provide those things for myself and my kids. It's empowering. Yeah. It is, yeah. I feel I feel like a badass. You are a badass. <laughs> you know, but we all, well, I think we all are. And I think that was, the, you know, I never felt like that before. I never felt capable. I never felt confident um, in my own ability. And now it's like I can do it. Well, and that's truly what hardship does for you, you right. know, is you overcome it and it does make you feel stronger, like you can overcome these things that yeah. are thrown at you. And it'd be nice sometimes, you know, if some of the things weren't thrown at us, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we all still have a little hope for a few uh, adventures with someone of the opposite sex. That's right. We'll bring more of that <laughs> next time for sure. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, we hope that you try our recipe for the single mama sangria and that you follow us on um, Facebook, Instagram, like and follow there and subscribe on Apple or Spotify or Amazon. And we have a TikTok now. Oh, that's right. So. TikToking. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, cheers. Ladies. Cheers. cheers. Yeah. All right. <laughs>